What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day, an amazing week, whatever you're going through as you listen to this. I hope it's lit and I hope it's amazing. Okay, happy Tuesday, first of all. Let me tell you something right now. We are going back to the old days. I don't know if y'all remember the old days when I used to record this podcast, low-key, high-key, last minute, what is procrastination, aka my life. I'm just kidding. I honestly wasn't even trying to like procrastinate. As y'all know, if you watch my story, like if you follow me on Instagram on The Manifest Daily. I've been trying to record this episode for like three days now, y'all. Like I really been trying. I've been sitting down with the mic like, okay, let's let's get it out. Let's record. Let's talk. Let's chit chat. Let's spill tea. And every single time, it's just not been the energy. And I feel like it had something to do with the full moon, which happened yesterday, February 9th. And that full moon was all about rest for me. Like I feel like I kept getting messages when I was doing the pick a card reading, when I pulled some Oracle cards for myself. They were all like, girl, you need to rest. Like, like this is not a time for work and I feel like I was purposely being pushed into a place where I could not not rest because once I got on the mic and I realized like okay like nothing's flowing out I'm clearly not I'm not popping right now as I try to record this episode I was forced to actually go and rest and chill so here we are it is currently Monday it's 5 38 p.m I literally just got home from work and when I mean literally like no exaggeration I walked in the door I turned off the heat because in my house when the heat comes on it'd be loud as hell so I turned the heat off and I told my mother I'm about to go record an episode please refer 
refrain from walking around in the house. <laughs> Thank you. Because the floors you creak in and I don't want y'all to hear that because like that would not be cute. So yeah, I literally just got home from work and I ran out from that office like quick as hell too because I was like, I got to get home. I got to go record a podcast episode. Here we are, my friends. Hello, hello, hello. So today I wanted to chat with you guys all about imposter syndrome again. Whoop, whoop. I don't know where that came from. Please delete. <laughs> Cancel. No, but seriously, if you guys have listened to some of the past episodes of Manifest Daily, you guys know that I recently actually did an episode all about imposter syndrome where I specifically dove into how I experience imposter syndrome, especially when it comes to the growing audience of the podcast. So I shared a couple stories about how I had received certain messages or certain comments and how they had me feeling low key, like pressure, like, oh, damn, like, you know, who am I to be doing this work? Like, who am I to be spreading these messages and stuff like that? So if you haven't listened to that initial episode all about imposter syndrome, I would urge you to check it out. I'm pretty sure it's called Fraud. And this one might be called Fraud Part 2, like if I can't come up with a better name. But yeah, so listen to that episode where I kind of like touch on imposter syndrome a little bit and then listen to this one. So I actually just finished reading a book called The Imposter Cure. And this was a perfect book for me to read. Like it really dove into imposter syndrome really well. And I thought that it would actually be another perfect thing for me to actually revisit the topic of imposter syndrome on this podcast so that I could also not only like talk about some things that I've learned from the book, but also just dive into some of the really good practical tips that the author spoke about when it comes to battling imposter syndrome. So let's take it, let's dial it back for a quick second. So if you're unfamiliar with imposter syndrome and you're like, okay, what is she talking about? Like I have, my doctor didn't tell me about this. (laughs) Like there's no test for it. I regret telling you there's literally no test for imposter syndrome besides like you diagnosing yourself. This is low key, like a WebMD type of situation. Imposter syndrome is basically basically a title that's given to describe the way that someone can feel when they're experiencing feelings of being a fraud in their life or their career. Usually with imposter syndrome, you basically feel as if you're like struggling to keep up or you feel like you're struggling to do a good job. And all that same time while you're feeling those struggles internally, like everyone outside, like everyone that sees you doing stuff, they praise you and they're praising you for like a job well done. They're praising you for exceeding expectations. And now you're in a place where you got these people telling you like, yeah, they're clapping for you. They're telling you doing your doing a good job and you actually feel like well damn how am I supposed to keep this up like how am I supposed to keep them from realizing that truly I have no idea what I'm doing which is basically like low-key high-key adulthood because I don't know if y'all be seeing those memes and stuff or those things on Twitter where people talk all about how like adulthood is basically everyone like blumbering around pretending they know what they're doing but no one in actuality knows what they're doing and then all of a sudden you're like 65 and you still don't know what you're doing so casual I know very casual but Anywho, (laughs) in the book, The Imposter Cure, I keep wanting to call the book Imposter Syndrome, but the book is called The Imposter Cure. But in the book, the author talks about some of the root causes of imposter syndrome. And so she basically like takes a couple chapters, I think, like the first part of the book to describe how different root causes can lead to imposter syndrome playing out in different ways in your life. And I'm not going to like ruin the book for you guys or give you guys an entire synopsis of the book, because at this point, like if you really want to dive deep into some of the stuff she talks about, 
about, I would urge you to pick it up. It's a really good read. But one of the examples that she gives is you might be someone who considers themselves a perfectionist. And if something turns out any less than perfect, you feel like you're a fraud because you're like, well, damn, like I came into the situation. It should have had this perfect outcome. It didn't. So now I'm a fraud. Or you might be, this is like another example they give, um, the person that talks about or the person that constantly takes on a lot of things. And so you're taking on a lot of these things onto your plate because you believe, yes, I can handle X, Y, and Z. So imagine the person in the workplace and then they get like assigned a whole bunch of tasks from like different managers and stuff and they're taking on all the tasks because it's like, well, if I deserve to be here, if I'm this really good employee, then I should be able to do all the things at once. And then if they falter or if they drop something, drop the ball on something, it's like, well, damn, like I wasn't cut out to be this person. I'm this fraud. And now everyone's going to find out that I'm this fraud. Like now I've shown everyone. Now I've revealed who I really am. And honestly, that's kind of a situation where it's putting a lot of pressure on yourself too. like in that last one I described because you're human. And obviously as a human, if you take on a lot of stuff, it's like you're juggling a whole bunch of things and it's more probable that something is going to fall. You're going to drop the ball on something. While reading this book, I actually had a lot of moments where I personally had to like evaluate memories from childhood that I believed could have contributed to my perfectionism and could have also contributed to my imposter syndrome. And I say this not to blame or put the blame on my parents or my environment or these specific things that happened. But I think that it's really important when you become an adult that it is your responsibility to look back on what has happened to you as a child and evaluate how that affects the way that you approach things as an adult. And then after that is also your responsibility now that you have sat there and you have evaluated what happened to you as a child and how that's playing out in your life to change the narrative and change the way that you approach these things if you feel that you don't like how it plays out in your life. Like that's our responsibility as adults. Like we're not children anymore. And now we have the, the understanding about how to approach these things. And so I really had to take a couple moments as I was reading this book to really evaluate like what happened in those moments when I was a child that could have affected the way that I approach life and the thoughts that I have around perfectionism and the thoughts that I have around being a fraud in my life. I remember being an honor roll student my entire life. Like it was actually funny because uh, yesterday I went looking for my birth certificate because I was trying to get the time. Like my mom knows the time, but I was like, let me make sure like you wasn't crazy <laughs> and told me the wrong time I was born because this affects a lot of stuff, aka my rising sign and my human design. But anyway, so we're looking for my birth certificate and we found in this folder where she keeps like a lot of files, there were just a bunch of like honor roll certificates from like, like all like my entire childhood. Like I'm talking like as far back as you can get any sort of certificate for being an academically achieving child. She had them in there. And it was crazy because I remember like being this student who was always expected or this child that was always expected to do good and get good grades only. That was it, right? There was no coming home with a C or a D or an F because that was just not the business. That was not expected. And so when I brought home stellar report cards, the praise was often very short-lived simply because it was an expectation right it's like if you expect something to happen when it happens you're not like jumping for joy I guess because it's like okay like that's what was supposed to happen in the first place and so with that being said I grew to see accomplishment as something that like is just expected and if something doesn't happen 
in the expected way, I almost start to really get down on myself and feel like a fraud in those moments. And so in situations where I'm trying something new or maybe I'm trying something that's super outside of my comfort zone and maybe I have a moment where I falter or I struggle or I fail or I need to ask questions, I have those moments where I punish myself verbally in my head for struggling. And I've, I've had to come to terms with how that plays out in my life and come to terms with becoming conscious of that because it's something that can easily become something that just happens internally without you realizing it. And a big part of imposter syndrome and battling imposter syndrome, as with anything else, as you're developing yourself and you're becoming more spiritual and you're going on this journey about learning about yourself and everything like that, a lot of these processes really involve becoming conscious of what is going on in your mind because every single thing at this point has really been on autopilot and in order to change the trajectory and in order to change how you approach something you have to first know what's going on. So while I was reading The Imposter Cure there were three different things that the author talked about that I really identified as things that have helped me with imposter syndrome. So these are either things that were introduced to me because of the book and I'll tell you which ones or things that I've already done that I find has helped me not just with imposter syndrome but it's also with like my self-development in general and my journey in general. And I also want to preface this by saying, don't get me wrong, there are definitely days when I still have to battle the inner ego voice that tries to convince me that I'm a fraud. And there are days when it's harder than others and there are days when it's easier than others. But I think that these three things I'm going to talk about have really just insanely helped me with this particular part of my life and this particular struggle. So if you're someone that based on everything I've said early in this episode, you identify with and you're like, yeah, girl, like WebMD my ass. Like I'm definitely struggling with imposter syndrome. Like definitely listen to what these two things are. So in the earlier chapters of the book, like I said, she talks a lot about like your, your childhood and a lot about the root causes of imposter syndrome. And one of the things that the author actually suggests doing is to make a list of all accomplishments up until now. And she asks you not to label something as too small, but to instead list every single thing that comes to mind. So anything that really just like comes to your mind as something that you have done, you have created, you have achieved, like write it down on this list. I remember the day that I did this, I was actually at South Station, which is a train station here in Boston. And I had just come from a conference at work and I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I had just missed like the train. I was kind of annoyed because I literally had missed my train by like five minutes. So I had to wait 45 minutes for the next train, which is really, really irritating. But you know, I was like, all right, I got me some time to burn. I'm gonna make this list real quick. So I sat down at the train station and I was like, all right, I'm gonna make this list I'm gonna really just like dive in get started whatever so I had my phone I was doing it on my iPhone so that I could like have it on my notes because I was like I would love for this list to be something that I have with me at all times and obviously I have my phone with me at all times and if I don't have my phone which is literally never the case I have my laptop and the notes sync so yeah I started off by like being pretty humble and I was like I was literally sitting there struggling like what have I accomplished up until now like what have I truly done and I found myself almost like racking my brain like looking for anything that was like award-winning and like mind-blowing like like low-key I was looking for things on the caliber of like you've cured cancer type of things like I was putting myself in a place where I was looking for things at such a high caliber I got to a place where I started to relax a little bit and I started to write down some things that I accomplished so I wrote down everything from graduating from one of the top universities in the country to 
going on to graduate from one of the top graduate programs. I wrote down the different jobs I've landed at noteworthy companies. I wrote down like the businesses I've started, even though they no longer exist. I still force myself to write down the actual start and the inception of those businesses. And I wrote down things like having the courage to keep getting up, even when I feel like I had fallen or I feel like I had failed. And I wrote down things like doing the inner work to expose traumas and heal them. After 30 minutes, I basically looked at my list and I had a whole bunch of things on this list. And like I said, it ranged from everything from academic to career to just spiritual to everything. And I really sat there and I was looking at the list like, damn, <laughs> like I did all this. And the exercise is really, really simple, but it was a really big game changer for me because once I was done, I couldn't sit there and feel like an imposter anymore because I literally had in front of me physical proof of every single thing. Well, not every single thing, maybe because I'm sure I forgot some things at the time, but almost every single thing that I had done by the age of 25, right? It's crazy because I was sitting there like, you know, no, I hadn't become a millionaire yet or no, I hadn't planned this awesome wedding yet or no, I hadn't done X, Y, and Z yet. It was really sitting there and taking stock of every single thing that I had done and every single thing that I had created up until this point and acknowledging it. Because I think a lot of times for me personally, um, going back to just my childhood and going back to a lot of my accomplishments being taken as things that should be done like expectations versus like being praised I guess for a lot of the things it was crazy to look at this list and see how many things I just glazed over and said to myself like oh this is just regular like this is just basic like for me it was like graduating or securing these jobs or starting these businesses wasn't even like they weren't accomplishments in my head at first like they were just things that I'd done it was almost like just me being regular and I feel like there are so many times that I hold myself to the standard that's so so high almost like like this impossible perfection that when I do anything that like makes other people feel like damn like you're doing so much and you're achieving so much and you're accomplishing so much for me I feel like I'm not doing enough I'm not accomplishing enough and so I really had to sit with that and I had to sit with the understanding and the realization that I spend so much time chasing the next goal or the next thing that I oftentimes forget to clap for how far I've already come so the other thing that this book talked about was giving the voice in your head a name and I have talked about this before on social media because it's something that I love doing because for me personally and I think for a lot of people it helps to dissociate yourself from the low self-worth talk that can easily spiral y'all know when you start getting in your moods and your voice is going on and all of a sudden there's these mean things in your head that go on and on and on and on and on and all of a sudden you're in a, a low self-worth place you're in a bad mood and you feel sad and you feel down because it's spiraled I think that when that mean voice comes up in your head and it's attempting to convince you that you're not worthy enough, that you're not smart enough, that you're not talented enough, giving it a name helps to remove it from you and helps to identify that those thoughts are not thoughts that serve you. And not only that, but giving it a name and telling it that it does not serve you and having a compassionate but firm conversation with this voice, like as if you're literally sitting there like talking to somebody. I, I mean, y'all could definitely do this in your head, you know what I'm saying? But having a, a compassionate but firm conversation and letting this voice know that you're not serving me these things that you're saying are not true but they're hurtful that's like a really big game changer and I'll have days where I become conscious of this voice in my head that's attempting to put me down or attempting to 
put me in a place where I feel as if I'm not worthy. And I'll literally sit there and be like, nah, bish, you know that is not true. <laughs> and I do so in a in a calm way and in a firm way, as if I'm like talking to like maybe a child that's like a bully who doesn't really know any better or who doesn't understand how deeply his or her words are affecting someone. And I'll have this conversation with the voice in my head and I'll make a case for my talent or I'll make a case for my worth, which brings me to number three, the third thing that she talks about in this book that is has made such a big difference for me. And that is that understanding your feelings are not facts. This is something that I have truly come to learn that has made a difference not only in my interactions with myself when it comes to something like imposter syndrome, but this has also made such a big difference in my interactions with others, especially when it comes to my close relationships with my romantic partner or with my family or my friends. Because often what happens is when we feel imposter syndrome and when we feel the effects of imposter syndrome, we feel unworthy. We feel like we're not doing a good job. We feel like we're not keeping up. And other people outside of us might see the complete opposite. And it's crazy because it's like, no matter how much someone tells you, like, you're doing good or like, you're such an inspiration, keep it up. Or like, damn, my girl, you like, you know, they tell you popping off or whatever, or you're like doing this amazing job. You're so convinced <laughs> that your feelings are the truth and that whatever they're saying is not right. Like, you're so convinced that your feelings are the truth that you'll attempt to make some sort of sense out of what they're telling you. And so a lot of times what you might do is that you might think that the person who's sharing the kind words with you or the positive feedback with you, they're doing so because they pity you or they're doing so because they don't know how much of a fraud you are. And they can't possibly be correct because if you were truly doing great, why would you feel like a fraud? But here's the thing about feelings they're not facts. What's the, the only fact is that you feel that thing. You see what I'm saying? So in those moments, you can either refer back to the list that you created, like the one we talked about earlier, and you can use that to combat. So those things that you wrote down on that piece of paper or you wrote down in your notes, those are facts. You did X, Y, and Z. That's literal proof in front of your eyes of things that you have done, things that you have created, things that you have accomplished. And your feelings may Maybe fleeting because feelings come and go. Sometimes you happy, sometimes you sad. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely a spectrum. I mean, it's a spectrum for a reason. The feelings are not permanent, but those accomplishments are things that are permanent. And so in those moments when you're feeling a sort of way, it's like you could combine all three of these things that I've talked about. You could sit there and you can have a conversation with this voice in your head and you can let it know like, okay, I did X, Y, and Z. So although I'm feeling, you know, like a fraud right now, although I'm feeling unworthy, although I'm feeling like like I'm not talented enough, although I'm feeling X, Y, and Z, I have done X, Y, and Z in the past that shows me that I can overcome this thing. And you might not have done something that's the same thing in the past, right? You might have done something that's similar or you might have done something where you initially felt similar feelings and you overcame that thing. And you can use that as proof to show yourself that you did it once and you can do it again. Or that, you know, whatever you're feeling right now is just a feeling. It's really not the fact of the matter. Y'all, if you haven't read The Imposter Cure yet, I really think that you guys should pick it up. I got mine off Amazon. I'll link it down in the show notes for you guys. Um, and I'll also put like the name of the author and everything because I literally don't have the book in front of me right now, which is why I have not said the author's name. Apologies. But I highly recommend you read it. And thank you to Madison for recommending this book to me. She was the one who actually picked it up and told me I should read it because it was like such a good game changer for her as well. So I know it's definitely going to be a good game changer for anyone that reads it because both her and I have experienced this awesome 
like just change in the way we see imposter syndrome now. And I will also say that I think that imposter syndrome, as with a lot of these other things that we approach in our life, like limiting beliefs, they come up in different waves and they come up at different points in our life throughout the rest of our lives. And so it's more about understanding what it looks like when it comes up for you, understanding what it sounds like and looks like to become conscious of it when it comes up and understanding how to combat it when it comes up. Because once you have like the tools in your tool belt and once you have the knowledge of what it looks like when it comes up for you, you can combat imposter syndrome for the rest of your life and it gets easier. It gets better. It's like practicing something. It's like strengthening a muscle. Like it gets so much easier for you. This book has a really good insight. It helps you to identify a lot of occurrences that may have happened in your childhood that's helped to cultivate imposter syndrome. And it also just helps you to understand how you can deal with it in like your day-to-day -day life. And she does this really good job of giving like examples throughout the book of some of her patients that have experienced imposter syndrome. So you can really just see how crazy this thing looks when it's not you. Because sometimes when it is you, you don't really see how crazy it looks. But when like someone else gives an example of someone who's experiencing imposter syndrome and like how they react to certain um, certain feedback or how they act in their life you're like yo that's crazy and then it helps you to really put it into perspective that imposter syndrome really is just like in your head like it's really like a battle with yourself and a battle with your ego so like I said you guys I hope you pick up this book I hope you enjoyed this episode I really yeah just this is gonna be a quick one and I just really want to like get in and get out get to the point with this one all about imposter syndrome. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And like I said, if you haven't listened to the first episode where I talk about how I have been experiencing some imposter syndrome with the growth of the podcast, go ahead and check that episode out. Yeah. Also, you guys, I think I mentioned in some of the older episodes that I have been thinking about and really like going over the idea of doing a membership for Manifest Daily. If this is something that you would be interested in, I do have a wait list that is being like held or I'm basically compiling a wait list so that when I do have more information within the next couple months probably um towards the end of the year that I will give you guys that information but if it is something that you're you would be into let me know just by filling out the wait list form there's also a survey that I'm doing I think I have the I'll link the survey in the show notes too but the survey just basically is just like a research survey that I'm doing to basically how many times have I said basically oh lord I'm literally rolling my eyes at myself right now anywho the survey is just me trying to get some information on what kind of stuff you guys would like in the membership because right now the way that I'm feeling I'd want to do it is to have a membership that like compiles like online courses master classes very similar to the event that we had so with uh anyone like a reiki healer tarot reader like someone who does crystal healing i don't know just like a bunch of different people who are actually experts in their field because like i'm not an expert in everything and i would love to have experts in their specific modality come on and teach like us all something new and just like a bunch of different things along with um a subscription box that would have really cool actual physical things to help you along with your journey whether that be journals crystals tarot cards oracle cards sage whatever it is for that month or it's gonna be quarterly so for that quarter so there are so many things that i want to do with this membership and i see it being really really pivotal and i see that being like my main offering honestly because i'm someone where i think i've told you guys before i love to create and this would allow me a really fun way to create a lot of different things and have it be housed under one 
just one platform one offering and not have a bunch of different things going on because like I don't need all that in my life so if this is something that would interest you there is the waitlist down below and there's also the survey just do one or the other because if you do the survey there's a question at the end of the survey that asks you like do you want to be put on the waitlist if you want to be a part of creating what the membership would look like fill out the survey if you just want like a heads up on the membership like developments on the membership fill out the waitlist that's basically how I would define those two things if you want to do both that doesn't make sense so just do one or the other so yeah I think that is it and then also I'm going to be doing a giveaway soon to celebrate hitting 10,000 downloads and that's going to be coming soon I just need to figure out what I actually want to give away because I kind of want to make it a little bit more personal than just doing money like I was thinking of doing like a hundred dollars cash like or something like that or another gift card but I kind of want to make it a little bit more fun and a little bit more personal like like almost like a goodie bag type of thing with a bunch of different things in it very similar to the manifest daily membership subscription box but yeah so stay tuned for that hopefully I think in the next episode I should announce it but I really just want to sit on it and think a little bit more of what I want to do to honor you guys that listen and to really give back and I love doing giveaways they're so much fun honestly and I feel like I just want to do them like all the time so yeah thank you again again for listening to this episode and for being here and for always listening I appreciate you so much and leave a review if you're listening on Apple and if not then that's cool too but I will chat with you guys in the next episode have an amazing rest of your week bye thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode if you enjoyed this episode please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too and if you feel called please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast, people that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in Bali